0: And welcome everybody, this is happening, this is episode one, I'm launching this shit. For those of you who followed me, I know that I've talked about launching a podcast for a while and so this is it, it's happening. Um, So why am I launching this podcast? Well I think the time is now, I think there's no better time to do this. Um, You know, I have some things that I want to say and I know a lot of people are probably saying the same things that I am. But, you know, I'd like to think that I can add something valuable to the conversation, or not. This might be completely worthless, much like a lot of the other things that I say. Uh, but, you know, here I am. And uh, I think we're in a rather unique time, really, in our country. Uh, it's It's not so much unique in world history, but... You know, I just feel like we're going down a road that we're at a we're at a crossroads right now and with our culture, and I'm not exactly sure how this is gonna end. I'm not exactly an optimist about this. I don't see how it gets better, but if anything, uh I'm just gonna sit back and observe and I guess talk about it so some of you are probably wondering, uh, what this podcast is going to be. And, you know, my purpose is really to have some fun, uh, make some jokes, uh, talk some shit as I do, and then sprinkle in some truth here and there. Uh, you'll have to figure out where that is. And, you know, most of all, really, I just want to be completely honest. I think that's, that's one thing that, uh. And I'm I'm always going to try to be as completely honest. But outside of that, I want to channel my inner Bruce Lee and, um, you know, say that uh, the podcast is going to be formless. If you put water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. So I don't want to bottle myself up uh, too much. So I plan on talking about a range of, of topics, um, but you know we'll see how that goes. I might just sort of collapse into talking about culture and politics and things like that. But I have a lot of interests, um, you know, politics and culture being one of them. Um, working out is another one. I'm an Olympic weightlifter. Um, I also have an interest in cars shocking. And uh, I just recently bought my first firearm. I uh, like a lot of people, I guess, because I had to wait in line for a long time. Got a shotgun, got a Mossberg 930 JM Pro. And I'm gonna learn how to shoot with that thing. Some people probably think that might be a little too much shotgun, but look, it was what was available. Uh, there's not exactly a whole lot available these days, and so I I got what was available to me, and I'm just going to work with it. So let's go on to what we're going to talk about tonight. I, you know, I, th- I think that we're, something's going on where, you know, people can't agree on facts, people can't agree on what happened. People will look at the the same thing and then come out the other end with completely different interpretations. Uh, And I feel like one side is... One side is sort of omitting a lot of what's present. Um, An example of that is the Kyle Rittenhouse story. Um, Most of you probably know that... Kyle was a 17-year-old who shot and killed uh, two nonviolent protesters, so to speak, out in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And, you know, if if you listen to anyone on the left, they'll swear up and down that Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer. And, you know, if you talk to anyone on the right, they'll tell you it was self-defense. But really, the proof is proof is in the video, and that video is readily available, and that's what I don't understand. The re- The video is readily available. You can see, and there's several of them, you can see that the kid was, was retreating, and that he was assaulted and fired upon first, and it's a clear case of self-defense, but for some reason... Uh, people who swear up and down that it's murder want to ignore all of those facts and make Rittenhouse the first person who's ever been charged with murder or the first person who is a murderer who was retreating from the situation and was attacked first and shot at first. So, but, you know, I I just... I think I've just realized that... Um, you know, these people just just don't care. They don't care. Because I know they haven't watched the video. I know they haven't watched the video. And, you know, the, the, the there's part of me that wants to believe that if these individuals watch the video, that they would come to a similar conclusion, but they don't. And so I just sort of assume that they haven't seen the evidence. And, uh, you know... I actually I don't I don't believe Ridenhouse will see a day in court. I, I truly don't. I don't think he'll see a day in court. The guy's going to walk. I think the prosecution is going to drop the case because they clearly overcharged. Um, you know, and like you you can argue all day about whether or not he should have been there. You can argue all day as to whether or not people should be defending their own businesses with firearms, which I don't blame them. I mean, you got to understand, like, he was asked to be there. And uh, he worked in Kenosha, was there earlier that day cleaning up graffiti. People point out that he crossed state lines, as if that fucking matters, by the way. But, you know, in the Midwest... You know you cross state lines it's 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 like less than an hour to cross state lines and a lot of people do it the work or you know they they do a lot of things in other towns of other states because things are just that close but you know we can, we can't even we can't even come to an agreement as to what the facts are or people just wanna clearly ignore them altogether another Example of this is the instance where the Trump supporter got shot in Portland. Not as much video evidence here, but there is some, and again, the video evidence doesn't really support the claim of the shooter's self-defense. Now, he just did an interview with Vice, and he claimed self-defense, but none of that is backed by any evidence. It's just what he says could be making it up for all we know but you know um, it, it's just one of those instances where these people want to completely ignore the facts so that they can argue from their side and sort of feign some sort of a moral high ground and I don't know how to deal with these individuals. I don't. I really don't. And you know, it was just uh, it was just reported by Andy Ngo actually about two hours ago that the shooter in Portland was killed by U.S. Marshals uh, in in their attempted arrest of this guy. So you know, I'll be interested to see how that plays out in the media. I think we know what. The people on the left are going to do with this, how they're going to frame it. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes over the coming days. Um, So like the Jacob Blake shooting is another one where people run with, you know, a few seconds of video and they set the world on fire based on that. And it turns out this Jacob Blake guy, was holding a knife when he was fighting with police, continued to disobey their orders, reached into the to a car that wasn't his, by the way, and so the police shot him. I don't know what else they should have done in that instance. And it turns out that the police responded to a 911 call. He had a felony arrest warrant out for sexual assault, and that's why they were out there. And then it also turns out that uh, the woman that he allegedly raped, um, her aunt was on Twitter going scorched earth on anyone who was trying to tout this guy as a hero, and Twitter blocks her. Twitter suspended her account uh Twitter suspended the account of the Rittenhouse House lawyer as well. So this is starting to happen. I don't I don't know I don't know to what extent they're going to continue to do this, but uh, this doesn't look good um, you know and and things are just getting absurd. Um, you know we're, we're sort of devolving into making martyrs out of anyone who gets shot by the police. in Minneapolis they they rioted again. They burned shit. They looted over a guy who, over a murder suspect who was being pursued by police, and he shot himself. He shot himself in the fucking head, and these people blame the cops. And they they decided that well they wanted to riot and loot because uh, you know it's it's I don't think it's about I don't think it's about the people getting shot anymore. I think these people just want to create mayhem um, and. Someone's got to put a stop to it. No one's, no one's putting a stop to it. The law enforcement is standing down for the most part. I think we're seeing, we're, we're seeing uh, use of force go up with uh, police. I think in Portland the feds came in, so things are quieting down. Thank goodness. And, um, you know, like I said I don't, I don't see where this ends, man. I don't see where this ends. I mean, I, I, I made it a point to get a gun before election night, and thank goodness I did. I got a lot of training to do between now and then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with a, uh, a certified, um, you know, instructor. Uh, I'm going to go to the range as much as I can and, um, you know, really get as, as comfortable as I can get you know, with the gun that I have. Maybe I can buy another one before then. Um, You know, I guess I can wait in line. (laughs) Everyone else is. So uh, what else is happening? Uh, The Nancy Pelosi situation with the salon, that's starting to blow up. Um, Then her response was to blame the salon, which, look, that's par for the course for these people. They externalize the responsibility of their actions. And it just makes for bad optics. And I don't blame the salon for taking the work. I don't. Um, They've been shut down for six months plus. What are they supposed to do? You know? Um, Pelosi accuses the salon owner of setting them up. Which, and at this point, I don't care. I don't care. Even if they did, what does it matter? What does it matter? Uh, Nancy Pelosi is, isn't she supposed to be held to a higher standard? Right? I mean, she's sitting there demagoguing the Republicans and the public about wearing masks, staying home, telling business owners that they shouldn't operate. So, yeah, she should be held to a higher standard. She shouldn't be going to a salon and getting her fucking hair done when no one else is allowed. So, yeah, she's held to a higher standard. And for her to blame the salon, it's a piece of shit move. But that's Nancy Pelosi. So nothing surprises me coming from her. Um, oh, let's see. I was reading something just a few hours ago. About a, a USC professor who's been put on leave. a USC professor's been put on leave. Now, why was he put on leave? He was put on leave because in, uh, I think, like a, an online lecture or something like that, he was, um, he, was he was saying a, a, a Chinese word that sounds like um, contemporary N-word. Now, people don't know what the contemporary N-word is. Contemporary N-word is exactly that. It's contemporary N-word. It's the N-word that they use for music. Uh, The more severe N-word is, I like to refer to that as classical N-word, and I don't think anybody gets a classical N-word pass. Um, Not even black people. Uh, But anyways, this USC professor uh, was put on leave for saying a Chinese word Uh, that sounded like contemporary N-word. And like the pussy that he is, he apologized. And all this happened because he got a bunch of fucking students who were offended. Right? Like, when did we raise such a fucking generation of pussies? Like, when did this happen? I'm trying to figure out how these fucking pussies came about. I mean, they, they they were raised by... Like, younger boomers and older Gen Xers. And listen, you fucking, you fucking parents of these pieces of shit, you deserve to be fucking kicked in the taint. Jesus Christ. Like, we're kowtowing to this fucking shit, man. It's, ret- it's fucking stupid. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, several years back When, for a Chinese New Year celebration, the Sacramento Kings decided that, and it was part of a sort of this Asian American outreach thing, which, all right, whatever. But, um, you know, it was a way to get more Asian Americans into the stands. And in celebrating Chinese New Year, uh, it was the year of the monkey, and so they made T-shirts with monkeys on them, and they distributed them to the crowd. And this was before the game, so they just, they just laid the T-shirts on the stadium seats. And so when the crowd walked in, they would already be there, and so they could just put the shirts on and wear them. Well, that never happened because uh, DeMarcus Cousins uh, was offended by the image of a monkey on a t-shirt. And he took that as being racially insensitive. Now, see, this is the type of fucking narcissism that comes into play with this USC professor instance. Like, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It's the fucking year of the monkey for the Chinese New Year. It has nothing to do with calling black people monkeys uh, I don't even think Chinese people know what the connection is, and even even still, it has nothing to fucking do with you. And you know, I re- remember talking to somebody about this, and of course, I was voicing my displeasure. And this person defended the decision, <laughs> defended the decision uh, by their response to me was. We must. Uh, what was it? What did she say? She said, uh, "We must." Uh, all right. She said, "We must respect all cultures." Yeah. That was her defense of DeMarcus Cousins' uh, offense and the the Sacramento Kings' reaction. To taking down the, um, the 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 Chinese New Year celebratory T-shirts, we must respect all cultures. The irony in that statement somehow was lost on this person, and I will never forget that for the rest of my life. I think it altered my opinion of this person. Um, I think what it did was it just sort of it sort of. Like open my eyes to okay, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, so, yeah, uh, on a on a brighter note, um, I, I guess the uh, so the 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 series Cobra Kai is now available on Netflix, and I tried to watch that the other day with my wife and. So I had asked her if she had watched The Karate Kid, and her her answer was effectively no. She said she had seen it a long time ago, blah, 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 and I was like, okay, you haven't watched it. So we ended up watching The Karate Kid, and I I forgot how much I love that movie. I forgot how much, how funny that movie is. It's a great movie. It's, It's really funny. Um... You know, and it's 80s, you know, cheesy and and things like that. But it's, I mean, so the story holds up, and and we got to the end. And every time I watch that movie, the end of that movie always makes me feel good. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, but it always makes me feel good. And I think that's one of the that's one of the telltale signs of of a good movie is you already know what's going to happen, but the, it it still invokes that emotional response from you every time you watch it, years later. So, you know, my, my wife really enjoyed the movie, which is good. Um, you know, when I described the movie to her um, towards the beginning, I said, well, you know, it's, uh, it's, a movie about, um, it's a movie about a single mom who raises her son to get his ass kicked all the time, and an old Japanese guy comes in, teaches him how to be a man and defend himself, Oh, yeah, and there's thirty year old teenagers um, i'm gonna I'm gonna have you take a guess as to how much she liked that assessment, but anyways, hey, that's it for me. It's a short one. it'll probably be about this long. normally, I don't want to go more than 30, 35 minutes anyways um, but hey, listen, um, you know I'm gonna do this every week and you know hope to have. And if you, or not of you, or all of you, uh, come back and and give me a listen, and uh, you know follow me on on my shit talking uh, road to wherever the fuck we're going. But anyways, thank you. Good night, and see you next time.